And now for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about Ubico. Ubico sets new world standards for simple, secure login, preventing unauthorized access to computers, servers, and internet accounts. The YubiKey from Ubico is a physical security key using two-factor authentication to protect your accounts. As more of us continue to work from home, it is more important than ever to protect your secure information. So what can you do to protect your accounts? Ubico is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase of $100 or more using the code POD at Ubico.com. That's code POD, P-O-D, at Ubico.com. Say hello to the YubiKey and goodbye to account takeovers. Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. (laughs) This is going to be just brutal, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and admit this. Worse than the last one. This is is our weekly preview show. We'll be talking about Panthers traveling to Washington to play the Washington football team today. We'll also talk a lot of news because a lot of news has come out. And we're going to play Temper Claws, where we... We play the role of ho, ho, ho. David Tepper, uh, handing out gifts Christmas. to the important people on the Carolina Panthers uh, organization, I guess. Uh, Jerry will be talking in a <laughs> what's supposed to be a Wisconsin accent. I don't really know what it's going to end up being, but... <laughs> All I know is, uh, don't you know? <laughs> That's not even right. <laughs> Jerry did lose our our most recent bet, so uh, he will be talking in a Wisconsin accent. I have yet to lose a bet since we've gone to... Brett Favre! Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to kick it off with news, and I'm just going to sit back and listen to this. I really don't even know how to do this. Hall of Fame. It's it's Irish, Why don't you, for this one, why don't you use your normal voice? Hall of Fame Panther linebacker Kevin Green has unfortunately passed away on Monday at age 58. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends. I, man, I remember when he got here, he was such mm-hmm. a big name. I was I was little, and I just remember hearing about Kevin Green in Pittsburgh and then him being a Panther. I thought that was an awesome thing. And then they went you know, all the way to the NFC title game mm-hmm. in 90s. Oh, man. Yeah, it was cool. You know, the first thing you think about with him is the hair, mm-hmm. especially when you're a kid watching the games. Like that's what you see is the the flowing golden locks. Um, but Kevin Green, you know, I don't, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing bad thing about Kevin Green. Uh, it's a real bummer. It's too early for anybody to yeah. pass away. And yeah, like Jerry said, thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Um, going on in more Panther news. Uh, none of the Carolina Panthers were selected to the Pro Bowl. Not unsurprising, right? I mean, Burns yeah. Burns probably deserving the the only one really that was probably deserving. Although you could make a case for the wide receivers, but uh, you know we're four and ten. We're four and ten. Unfortunately, it's also a popularity contest because yeah. if if someone's name gets in there, you know. Let DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, let, we're going to use those, for example. 
You know? Yeah. You get Julio Jones' name there, they're going to automatically go to Julio Jones just because of his past experience. Or even look at defensive end. Chase Young got it, but he has, what, four and a half sacks, five sacks? Mm -hmm. Brian Burns has been always in the backfield at every play almost. Yeah. It's but Brian Burns isn't Chase Young's name, even though Chase Young is a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a bummer, but again, not surprising and... You know, we'll see how things go in the future. I think as as this team gets better, there obviously will be more Pro Bowlers selected from this team. But uh, Temper Claus has an idea for Brian Burns that's going to help him out. Oh, so we'll good. we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, moving on, the big big news yeah. for our Panther Nation: Marty Herney has been fired. We discussed this last week. <laughs> I was for firing him, and you were against it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was time. He, yeah. He's had plenty of time to build a successful team year after year, and it's, he just wasn't able to do it. He's going to be missed because he would knock home runs in the first round. Right. I think the Panthers will miss his draft uh, preparation and, and scouting, things like that. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of funny. You know, Jerry and I almost came to virtual blows in the version of the Marty Herney debate that you will never hear (laughs) 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 because we just had to, had to stop. Um, so, and then one week later, you know, he's fired. So, um, I, you know, I like Marty Herney. I think he's a nice guy. I think he was pretty good at his job, but unfortunately the results don't reflect that. And this is, it's a results based job. So Mm -hmm. you're not, you know, the Panthers aren't winning. And, and I don't blame Tepper. You know, he came in, he gave Herney a couple of years. He said that he learned a lot from Marty Herney in terms of, you know, running the day-to-day operations of a football team. Matt Rule has learned a lot from Marty Herney. I think Marty Herney served his purpose with this with this team the way it is right now. With Yeah, I do too. And I don't think there's, from kind of my gathering, it didn't seem like they just showed him the door and kicked him out, mm-hmm. you know, flipped him off on the way out. I think... There was a mutual parting ways, and I think Marty Herning had a feeling that it was probably going to go down this way. Uh, yeah, uh, how could he not, you know? And and uh, yeah. this is very similar to last year when Tepper fired Rivera with a, a couple games left in the season. Gives Marty Herney an opportunity to see what jobs are out there, maybe a little head start on some of the other GMs that will be fired you know, as the season mm-hmm. ends. And gives the Panthers time to start looking at you know, other options before other teams. And, and I like that idea. I, I think holding on to a coach and GM just to the end of the season sometimes mm-hmm. when you're already doing the research, go ahead and cut them loose and go yeah. ahead and full-scale do your search. Yeah. And it does beg the question, uh, who's going to be the next Panthers GM? Obviously, we don't know that yet. Tepper has made it very clear that he will not be using a consulting firm, which makes you think that he has either – a good idea about who he wants it to be or he knows what he wants essentially what type yeah. of guy that he wants so what we know is that Matt Rule is essentially in charge of the the operations of the team right yeah it, this GM position is not going to be like a normal GM position where they're over the coach and everything else i think this is going to be a 1A 1B Mm-hmm. Where it's the GM, 
is 1A and then Matt Rule is 1B. Or even have them switch. I think, I think it's actually vice versa, yeah. And where, no matter what, I think it's getting flowed through Matt Rule. This is Matt Rule's organization. He just does not have the GM title. Agreed. And Matt Rule has come out and said he does not want to be GM. Uh, which I don't blame him because I think that's I, not a great thing for a head coach to also have to deal with all the day-to-day stuff. Especially for a younger head right. coach, first time in the NFL. Yeah, so check out uh, Jason Hewitt from SI. We had him on our show a couple weeks ago. He did a good article where he detailed a lot of the internal candidates that uh, could potentially be looked at as GM. And I do want to talk about a couple of them here. Pat Stewart, who's been with the Panthers for a, a couple of years now. Um, and then Samir Suleiman, who came from the Steelers organization and is currently the director of player negotiations and salary cap manager. I think Suleiman sounds like a, an, a natural progression. Absolutely. As GM. Just because what we just said, the fact that Matt Rule's making the decisions on the players, and if this... Sumalon mm-hmm. is going to control the cap budget and everything. It, it makes sense to me. Matt Rule's making the football decisions while Sumalon will be the money guy. Ho- hopefully they have a pro scouting department already worked out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen to this. It, at, in Pittsburgh, now he was with Pittsburgh from 2013 to 2019, so obviously Tepper was familiar with him because that's mm-hmm. you know Tepper was minority owner of the Steelers. With the Steelers, he managed the salary cap, player negotiations, and coordinated team logistics and scouting. That sounds a lot like what a GM does every day anyway. absolutely. So I don't know how old he is uh, in terms of, you know, whether he's amenable to the analytics and everything that Tepper wants. It really doesn't matter how old he is, but I, I think he, you know, that's a name to look for. And other names to look for, you know, we hear a lot about Lewis Riddick right now. He's interviewing all over the place. ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, former player. Um, I think that some of the bigger names like that might not be candidates. Uh, or maybe candidates, but not, might not want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of, uh, because agree. of not having all the control. Exactly. This is, this is not you're going to come in and pick your head coach and pick the players. This is going to be hand in hand with Matt rule. And it may not be so much hand in hand as much as, Hey, I want this guy. Keep this guy. Yeah. You know, type of situation. Yeah. Like Nick Casario from the Patriots. That's always a name you hear. You know, he's Mm -hmm. a young guy, 44 years old. I wouldn't expect him. I think he would go to a job where he has all the control. So I also don't expect a former GM like, you know, Jeff Ireland's name is out there. Thomas Dimitrov's name's out there. I wouldn't expect a former GM to be even considered for the job. Uh, so I honestly feel like it's either going to be one of the internal guys or a name that you might not have heard of that comes in. Yeah, I'm fine. It, GM is such a tricky thing, and mm-hmm. I know, I I know that they're going to do their research. Tepper is not the type of guy who's just going to go willy-nilly and throw someone out in there that's not ready. Yeah. At least that's my vision, the way he seems to do business. Agreed. Here's a sneaky name to think about. Luke Dawson. He is the assistant director of college scouting for the Buffalo Bills. He's 48 years old. 
since he's been there, the Bills have pretty much been in the playoffs uh, three of the last four seasons since he was there. Um, and he was the vice president of football operations with the Titans prior to going to the Bills. So I, keep an eye on that name. I don't have any <laughs> sources telling me that, but just, I don't know. I have a feeling about him. Uh, otherwise, it'll be interesting to, to follow the the news that comes out of this. I would expect a GM to be hired pretty much immediately after the season is over. I do too. I think so. I think he probably already has a guy in, in yeah. name in his head, and he just wants to do his due diligence. Another name I heard was Dan Morgan, former Carolina Panthers, oh, really? in the Buffalo Bills uh, department, scouting department now. That would be that interesting. That he's a rising guy for a GM spot. Hmm. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate giving a guy like that a, a chance here, especially considering Rule is going to be the main decision maker. I don't want to bring in somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, but, no, no. well, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But like, we I, want somebody you know, good at the scouting department yeah. and good at the my, money part. Yeah, and just because you know Dan Morgan was a former Panther, that does probably doesn't mean anything to Tepper because he wasn't here during that time. Nope. So uh, he's going to hire the the guy that's best for the job, not just a big name. So at first, I was thinking, well, he's just going to hire the best person that's out there because he's got all the money. He'll just do the same thing he did with Rule and just break the bank if he has to. But I think this might be different. I do too. I think he wants synergy. He wants yeah. everybody working together for the same goal. And Yep. Agreed. All right, Jerry. You're not going to get out of this Wisconsin accent fully because... Well, what I was going to do, because okay. I really wasn't able to do any research on a Wisconsin <laughs> accent to kind of prep myself. I will do it on the next podcast at the beginning. I Okay. I know. It's my fault. We okay. had we're trying to rush this one out because of the Marty Herney and some personal family issues. So I will do this. I am not going to back out of the bet. I will go and do it. <laughs> That's so, fine. That's I'll, fine. Uh, well, I'm, I mainly just you know, it would have been weird for you to talk in a Wisconsin a bad Wisconsin accent when you were discussing the Kevin Green situation. No, no, so I yeah, I, I agree. wanted to pull the plug on that. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our next segment. Hoo, hoo, hoo. It's Christmas time for the Carolina Panthers boys and girls in the organization, and Tepper Claus is coming to hand out some gifts. We're going to name some players and coaches, and then Steven and I are going to pretend to be David Tepper and hand them out a nice little gift for what they've done this year and everything uh-huh. else. Just, you know, have a happy holidays. Could so a, why don't you kick it off? <laughs> I was going to say, it could be a gift. It could be a lump of coal. It depends on what list they're on. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to start off with Brian Burns, who is definitely on the nice list this year. And for Brian Burns, Tepper, he looks at the situation, he says, man, why didn't Brian Burns make the Pro Bowl? He's so good. Here's what I'm going to give Brian Burns for Christmas. A publicist. He needs people out there in the NFL to know who he is. Mm-hmm. That'll help when the team is better. But right now, give Brian Burns a publicist and let him let, let the let the Brian Burns name start being a family or a, a kitchen table name. You know, as families are eating dinner, we want to know I who per- Brian Burns is. I personally want him to wear the uh, Spider-Man mask that he has for mm-hmm. his helmet in game and that would just oh, yeah. light him up to that name that's true easily that's true he could do some more you know for himself too but yeah that's uh that's what he's given burns 
All right. Going on, I have Teddy Bridgewater. Let me check in my sack here. <clears throat> ah. I'm, as Tepper Claws, I'm giving Teddy Bridgewater some cojones. Oh. Some big brass ones to throw the ball deep once in a while when you have speedy wide receivers screeching down the field and are open. You throw the ball, not a two-yard dump off when you need 13 for a first down. From your sack to his. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Next up on the list is Jeremy Chin. You're giving me all the good ones here. Uh, Jeremy Chin, Tepper is going to provide him with a nice mantle to go above the fireplace or wherever in his his house or condo, whatever he's living in. But he needs a place to display his defensive player, defensive rookie of the year trophy because he definitely deserves it. I think this week he's going head-to-head against Chase Young, the other contender. I fully expect Chen to cement his spot as defensive rookie of the year in this game. Nice. I like that one. I have DJ Moore. You kind of stole my thunder whether I was going to get or Tepper Claus was going to give DJ Moore with Brian Burns as a publicist. Because mm. I was thinking the same thing. DJ Moore, Moore needs some publicist. He kind of got overshadowed early with Robbie Anderson and then Curtis Samuel, but he's already over 1,000 yards. He's going to have probably his best se- He's going to have his best season again. I mean,. He just needs to get out there. He needs to show some flash. A publicist may help him get some accolades, just like you were saying, for Brian Burns. Maybe yeah. make the Pro Bowl next year. There you go. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that would be good for both of them. Uh, <laughs> next on the list is Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey, despite not playing this year, is still on the good list. So he's not getting any lumps of coal. Uh, however... Tepper Tepper sees what's happened in McCaffrey. He sees in McCaffrey, you know, he's had some injuries this year. It's not been a good year for McCaffrey. So Tepper is going to talk to LeBron James. Stay with me here. He's going to talk to LeBron James. Now, how has LeBron James, with all the minutes, with all the wear and tear on his body, all the playoffs, everything like that, how does he stay healthy? Well, LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body to keep his body in top shape. Tepper is going to put CMC on the LeBron James plan to keep him healthy and keep him healthy throughout the length of that contract. Ah, that'd be a good one. I have another person coming up now. Tahir Whitehead. <laughs> what list is he on? <laughs> well, Tahir Whitehead gets a lump of coal. Yeah. But I'm not that mean, and I don't like to give out lumps of coal for anybody. So we're going to go into our little bag here. I'm going to pull out a brand new luggage set for him because he's gone. He's going to go ahead and start packing because he won't be back next year. Yeah. Goodbye. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, He's not going to have a parade uh, helping him out of town, by the way. But if he wants, I'll drive him to the airport. Next on the list, we have Taylor Moten. Now, this is an obvious one, right? Taylor Moten is going to get a big, fat contract. Are we saying goodbye goodbye to Tahir? We're saying hello to Taylor. We want to keep Taylor around. Taylor gets a four-year, $60 million contract. 
have a feeling Merry it's going to be a little bit more. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more than that, sir. No, Merry Christmas. You will accept it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to start going into the coaching staff. Joe Brady, you, you've done good. Not as good as we hoped, but I'm going to go into the bag again. You know what I'm going to give Joe Brady? Some running plays. Because oh. he needs to learn to run them a little bit more. We don't need to be throwing the ball 65-70% of the time when our run game is working. It has worked, but we just abandon it sometimes. He needs to get to that philosophy. Yeah, I like that. Um, Phil Snow is next. Now, Phil Snow got a huge gift over last Christmas because he got a entire draft full of defensive players. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Phil Snow has, in my opinion, not done an excellent job this year. I don't think he's done a terrible job. No. But he hasn't done a, a top-shelf job. So Tepper is going to be generous with Phil Snow. He's going to give Phil Snow one more year as defensive coordinator of this team. And he's going to throw in a subscription to a YouTube channel where they show how to play man-to-man defense <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna basically help out phil snow he might even uh, you know grab a a cornerback in the draft for phil snow oh, okay. we'll see so our last one here is matt rule this is gonna be a little bit difficult i think we both should tepper claws matt rule something okay so matt rule Tepper Claus goes ahead and gives you the gift of a healthy CMC, a nice offseason where he gives you all the players you want in the draft, goes out and gives you a nice big free agent signing. Don't know who that is at this moment because we Mm -hmm. have to wait. But that's what Tepper Claus is going to do for him. Well, what else could Matt Rule want at this point? Uh, I think that Tepper may look at Matt Rule and say, you know what, Matt Rule? Teddy's not going to do it for us. Teddy, Teddy's not going to be the guy. Mm. Matt Rule, would you like Trevor Lawrence? Would you like me to make this deal for you, Matt Rule? He's going to give Matt Rule the option. I'm not saying he's going to do it. But if Matt Rule desperately wants Trevor Lawrence, doesn't think that this franchise can win without Trevor Lawrence, thinks Trevor Lawrence is the next Joe Montana, which there have been those comparisons. Andrew Luck, Joe Montana, that type of player. Those are two different types of players, but, you know, just a, yeah, yeah. a, a wonderkin, Upper, basically. You know, a, a, once a, a, generation, a yeah, generational talent. He's going to make that deal for Matt Rule if Matt Rule thinks that that's the guy. I like that. Yeah. And honestly, if Matt Rule thinks that is what he is, you got. I, I don't blame him if they try to do something. Yeah, I mean... The Bengals won last night against the Steelers, and as of right now, the Panthers are half a game out of the third pick overall. So moving from three to one, mm-hmm. or four to one, or four to one, you're gonna have to give up a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not but like it's moving not up from that... ten to one, you know, exactly, or twelve to one. So if they stay at three or four, I mean, you're still probably gonna have to give up multiple number ones. And maybe more, but is it worth it if he's that kind of quarterback? Yeah, it has to be, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I would think so. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Tepper Claus is flying off to the new year. In his, in his G5. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our preview of Carolina at Washington. This year, we're all looking for the perfect holiday gift, and today I want to tell you about the gallery. The gallery shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, the gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off of your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. That's 25% off of your next purchase at thegallery.com. That's the G-A-L-R-Y.com using the code FRIDAY. The Gallery. Create your perfect space. And we are back. Alright, so typically we will kick off our previews with the injury report obviously today is tuesday when we're recording this and there is no injury report out in fact the panthers aren't even practicing today so we don't know much uh what we do know is that zach kerr has been activated yes, from the COVID list. off the covid list that's good that's awesome actually so hopefully he'll play um don't think we did we have any major injuries in the last game no. i don't think no, that we, that we I... did so really no way to talk about there christian mccaffrey is obviously the main story is he gonna play or not god i hope not i hope not do i want to lose out now at this point we're we're looking at drafting a quarterback in the first round and or a top tier left tackle or corner or, you know Let's lose out. Let's get a top five pick, guys. If he Let's plays, see. then I'm really going to be concerned about. I am too. Why he's playing? Um, the, someone, let's see. Oh, Dennis Daly was placed on IR today. He just couldn't get past the concussion. He got a concussion in week eleven, and he can't get past it. That's not a good sign. No, um, that's not for the future of his career. I, Michael Orr, look at him on our right. Ta- you know. That one Super Bowl year, he was there, and then he got that concussion the next yeah. year, and yep. he had to retire. Yeah, there's been a few guys like that in you know the last several years. Um, not on Panthers, but you know throughout the NFL. Uh, there is an, a, a news article that came out today about Washington where Dwayne Haskins, not injury-related, but he was caught on video partying with no mask on uh, after their game Sunday could be suspended uh you know i don't know yeah the the penalty for that is up to a four game suspension so he could miss the season at this point you you can't go to clubs not wearing masks not social distancing Mm -hmm. and he's already been he's already been reprimanded once this year for and he was demoted i mean he was demoted as a starting quarterback how dumb do you have to be (laughs) yeah i mean you're throwing away your gr- a great opportunity. Yeah. I mean... I think he would have been the starter this week, and now I don't know who their starter is going to be because I don't think Alex Smith is healthy. I don't think Kyle Allen's healthy yet. You know who's next on the depth chart? It's Taylor Heineke. Yes. Who we know. We, know we need Heineke. to lose, Washington. <laughs> Come on. I know. Like, they're doing their best. Uh I guess the good news for the Panthers is 
Washington has a hell of a defense. They really do. And that seems like they're all healthy. Uh, real quick, the Panthers are two and a half point underdogs in this game, which is surprising to me considering they're in Washington and they're only two and a half point underdogs. I would have expected that to be at least four or five points. Hey, this game was flexed to 405 to be a, be a prime time game, too. That's right. Uh, yeah, apparently the Cowboys and Eagles play at one, and they, uh, I don't think they play each other, but they, but their games are at one. So they wanted to, the NFL wanted to make sure that if Washington happens to win, that the Eagles and uh, Cowboys don't have nothing to play for, basically. So they moved that game to four. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. All right. Washington averages 21.6 points per game. Not bad. That's 26 in the league, though, so maybe it is kind of bad. It is bad. While their opponents <laughs> average 21.1 points per game, which is fifth in the league. That's better. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. As, po- as half a point is literally, like, such a difference. But their defense is really good. Uh they only average 317 yards a game. Most of that's through the air. They only yeah. average 100 yards per game. Their offense is very lackluster. But their defense, completely luster. Yes, it's, it's, full, it's of, a, full of luster. It's it's a Ron Rivera team. Win with defense and controlling the ball as much as they can. So what do you have to do to beat them? If you want to beat them... Score points. Score points. <laughs> you would have my guess would be you have to go for it on those fourth and ones. You have to go, not in your red zone, obviously, but you you have to play gutsy. Mm-hmm. You can't play this team close to the vest because that's how they want to play it. Yeah, yeah, and you said it, man. This is like a quintessential Ron Rivera season for these guys. Like they're flirting with five hundred. Mm-hmm. They're on the cusp of the playoffs. Their defense is good. Their offense is boring. Like it's <laughs> that is they, if that's not a Ron Rivera team, I've no, I don't know what is. And they're they're getting better at the end of the season. Yeah, Th- yep. That's another thing. Yeah, before the before Ron the Rivera, Seattle game, they won four in a row. So, yeah, that yeah, that, you're right. That's that's Ron Rivera. But I mean, on defense, they've got Chase Young, who we know about, mm-hmm. right? He's the number one pick in the draft. Uh, they got two. Montez. That's right. No, uh, Montez Sweat, <laughs> also a guy from a couple years ago. The Panthers were actually looking at drafting. Um, they got Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Jonathan Allen. All these guys are ranked like at the in the top ten percent of their class on PFF. Um, linebacker, they got Cole Holcomb, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. At corner, they've got Ronald Darby, who's awesome. That Kenneth Fuller, who's pretty good. I mean, they've got guys all over the field. Who are very good, and you? It's where do you attack them? I don't know. You don't. You, I mean, they've got the corners, they've got linebacker, they've got the the line. I mean, you would have to scheme it up. That's yeah. what you're gonna. The good thing is that they're mostly young, and if you could scheme something, scheme some, you have those receivers and the running backs that when they get the ball in their hands, they're dangerous. Yeah. So you would have to scheme them open to get a little bit of wiggle room and hope that they can break it. That's how I would try to do it. Yeah. If I was trying to win. 
yeah, I mean, to be fair, like if we wanted to win this game, playing CMC would be key, I think, because mm-hmm. he is a matchup nightmare, and he would For at least anybody. take out a couple of these guys. Um, but I mean, they've also got Landon Collins at safety, who you know is one of the better safeties in the league. <sighs> yeah, I, I think the Panthers have to be aggressive, and on defense, they just have to play their game. Like, play mm-hmm. what the, the way they played in the second half against the Packers. Rush whoever that quarterback is because if it's Taylor Heineke, or even if it's Dwayne Haskins, you're going to be able Alex to get... Smith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or Kyle Allen, for that matter. <laughs> like, you know, none of these guys are top-tier quarterbacks, and if you mm-hmm. start to rattle them, they are going to get rattled. Yeah. And they don't have... a great running back Antonio Gibson's good but yeah, he's kind of more he, that third t- third down type of guy who catches out of the backfield mm-hmm. and runs it their their biggest threats are Terry McLaurin the wide receiver very good mm-hmm. very good um and Logan Thomas the tight end who was converted from a quarterback so and Logan Thomas but Logan Thomas has been playing very good as of late mm-hmm. um and no, Antonio say, Gibson I don't know if he's even going to play. He didn't play last week, so he was out with an injury. So I don't know if he's going to play. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see who plays quarterback for them because I think that's going to inform whether the Panthers have a legitimate shot at winning this game. I think they have a legitimate shot at winning this game anyway. But we've I seen some teams do some stupid things recently, like the Jets winning, <sighs> the Bengals winning. You know, these are teams that could – Potentially secure top spots that are winning. See, I think the Bengals are different than the Jets because the Bengals still have a chance at keeping their coach and everything else. You know, you know Joe Burrow is going to come back next year, so they're not looking for a quarterback. So they're trying to get some momentum. The Jets, I'm just at a loss at that loss. (laughs) If I was a fan, Adam Gase would be public enemy number one because he was already at before that. But then you go and screw up. Being able to draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, so Jacksonville, by the way, is now in the lead for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And they obviously will draft a quarterback because they have nothing. So, yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, are the Panthers going to be the next one that screws their draft spot up by winning a game that there's really no reason for them to win? Mm-hmm. Five years from now, are we going to look back and say, ah, oh, that first Matt Rule year was 6-10, and 10, and that was great? Or are we going to say, ah, oh, man, that first Matt Rule year was rough, but we drafted the franchise-changing quarterback, and from then on, it's been great. Nobody's going to care if we won four games or six games. No, not at Honestly, all. Honestly, it means nothing at this point. I mean, if, like I said, if we could draft a franchise quarterback, that that's going to be that would be the best thing. No matter what, if we could draft the guy going ahead mm-hmm. and future agreed uh yeah so uh, like i said unfortunately we don't have a ton of information in terms of injury reports or anything like that so um outside of that jerry any other analysis that you want to bring to this preview or do you want to go and get to the predictions uh let's go ahead and move on to the predictions because it's hard for me to really prep this game because I want us to lose. I feel I bad for saying that. I mean, hey, it's better for the future of the franchise. Like it, it does. I think it makes us, it makes us good Panthers fans. We want the team to be good in the future. So, uh, all right. Well, let's talk 
Um, bold prediction. And I'm going to let you go first because you always make me go first. My bold prediction is Jeremy Chan gets a sack, an interception, and a fumble recovery. Oh, the triple threat. Mm-hmm. And submits his defensive rookie of the year. My prediction is that Christian McCaffrey plays this game, has an incredible game, and the Panthers win. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> I don't like your bold prediction. I don't either. <laughs> and I just hope to God that he doesn't get hurt. But I just have a feeling that he's going to play. Um, all right. Let's get to our game prediction. Well, I'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Are we going to do a bet of the week? Do you have one? That's interesting. Who will start for the Washington football team's quarterback position, Oh, my Steven? God. Um, I'm going to go with Taylor Heineke. I, I, I have no idea, honestly. I have yeah, no Yeah, I clue. don't either. That, that's why we're going to make this a beer the, or the bet of the week. Yeah. I am going to go. I'm going to go Alex Smith. I'm just, I, I think he'll, he'll find a way with his bionic leg to come out there and play. Okay. I think that would be best for the Panthers because he's the best quarterback on that team. Yeah, and and the loser will have to sing the Carolina Panthers fight song on the next preview game. Oh man, because I imagine, have to do the Wisconsin accent. I was gonna say, can you imagine if you had to do that in the Wisconsin accent? You also had to sing the fight song <laughs> in the accent. <laughs> oh God, I don't want that. Uh, all right. And if we and if it is Dwayne Haskins, we'll both sing it together. All right, and torture go. our listeners. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's get to the game preview here, or the game prediction. I'll go ahead and kick it off. I think, <clears throat> unfortunately, the Panthers will win this game. And I think it's actually going to be like, the Panthers are just going to, they're going to make you be like, where has this team been all season long when you're watching this game? And they're going to come out and they're going to play really hard and shut down the Chase Young defensive player of the year conversation. Panthers win. 31-17. Okay. I'm picking with my heart, not my brain. <laughs> I'm going Washington wins 24, Panthers 20. I think Teddy Two Gloves checks it down too much, and we can't get that play that we really need. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the show. And we'll be back on Monday to discuss this Panthers-Washington game. Hopefully we'll be talking about the Panthers moving up even more in the draft order, uh, or at least staying the same. Uh, but either way, we'll be back. And until then, everybody stay safe and keep pounding.